Welcome to Wonderland, the podcast where I go down the rabbit hole to research things you may be curious about. My name is Ami, and I'll be your guide on this trip to Wonderland. Hi there. I'm glad you're joining me this week. Today I'm going to research something that is celebrated every day of the year, but by different people depending on the day. No doubt you celebrate this event every year for yourself and also for friends and family members. At the end of August, I celebrated this event for the 40th time. So what event is celebrated every day of the year, but by different people depending on the day? Birthday. Birthday? Oh, okay. Oh, a birthday. Oh, a birthday. Birthday. Birthday to you. Birthday to you. You probably guessed birthdays, didn't you? And as I said, I just celebrated my 40th trip around the sun last month. And as my desk at work was decorated and friends and family gave me gifts and people on Facebook wished me a happy birthday, I began to wonder... Have birthdays always been celebrated like this? I wonder. 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 Who do you think were the first people to celebrate birthdays? Ooh, I do not know. I don't know how long birthdays have been a thing, actually. I guess the first people on the earth. Adam and Eve, maybe? You think that they knew that they'd been alive for a year? I don't know, actually. <laughs> the Greek? Mesopotamians? The first people. I guess once calendars were established, maybe not in the modern calendar, but more of a just any sort of annual cycle, maybe that's when they started doing it. It's easy for us to think that people have celebrated birthdays for as long as people have been around. But if you stop to think that very early on there were no calendars, then it would be unlikely that early humans would have known that they were a year older exactly. Most historians attribute the Egyptians with being the first people to celebrate birthdays more than 4,000 years ago. The Egyptian celebration wasn't what we would think of when someone says it's their birthday today, though. When pharaohs were crowned, Egyptians believed that they were becoming a god, and so the birthday celebration was a celebration of the pharaoh being born as a god. Later, the Greeks also celebrated birthdays as the birth of a god, but as a pagan culture, they believed that birthdays ushered spirits in, and friends and families of the birthday person would gather around them to protect them from harm and to ward off evil spirits. But for folks who weren't considered gods in their cultures, it was the ancient Romans who first celebrated milestone anniversaries of birth for their countrymen. And I have to emphasize men because female birthdays were not celebrated until the 12th century. Because of the pagan ties to birthday celebrations, the Christian church believed that birthday celebrations were evil until around the 4th century when it was decided that the birth of Jesus should be celebrated each year and Christmas became an annual Christian holiday. Even still, the accounts of birthdays throughout history appeared to be limited to mostly religious and public figures and the very wealthy until the 18th and 19th centuries. Some historians have indicated that it isn't necessarily that birthdays were only celebrated by the rich and famous, but that history of the common people wasn't as well kept or eternalized. In the United States, it wasn't until the 19th century that there was a record of middle-class folks celebrating their birthdays. Many historians cite the Industrial Revolution, and more specifically, 
clocks as an attributing factor of the common people recognizing their birthday as more than just another day. And as the U.S. became more industrialized, the necessity of knowing what time it was for the streetcar schedule, factory shifts, and even school became more important. And as Americans began watching the clock, they also became more aware of how time was passing for them as individuals. As schools began using age to separate students into grades in the 19th century, and doctors began using age to assess health and development, people began taking note of when they turned another year older. How do you think birthdays were originally celebrated? I have no idea. I don't know. I have no idea. I do not know. I feel like that's probably evolved over time. So maybe it started out with just kind of acknowledging it and then just people started adding stuff as we go because now we have elaborate birthdays and different things like that. Much like the origins of celebrating birthdays varied widely between cultures, the ways that birthdays were celebrated varied just as much. If you remember, the Egyptians originally celebrated only the Pharaoh's birthday as a god, and celebrations lasted many days and included many lavish decorations and gifts. The Greeks bestowed presents upon their gods in celebration. So how did the Romans celebrate since they were the first people to celebrate men instead of just gods? The common folk would celebrate the birthday of friends and family members, and the government recognized the birthdays of famous or influential Romans as public holidays. For the wealthy, celebrations included banquets and gifts for the birthday person. For people with less means, they gave what they could to honor their loved ones on their birthdays. Many other cultures took aspects of what the Egyptians, Greeks, and Romans were doing when they began their own birthday celebrations. In Chaucer's Esquire's Tale, a king's birthday is celebrated with a large feast, and nobility of medieval times would also have had large banquets to mark their birthdays during this time period. People of lower class were less likely to know their exact birthday and may have instead celebrated their name day, the birthday of the saint after which they were named. This celebration would have been much smaller scale and would essentially equal to a festive dinner with family and maybe a close friend or two. By the 1800s, birthdays were very commonplace, especially among the wealthy. During the Victorian era, celebrations included large parties or balls, and not just for adults, but also for children turning another year older. The way birthdays were celebrated during this time period is much closer to how we celebrate them still. When do you think birthday cakes became a thing? I believe that one came in during the Victorian age, I think. Mm, I'd say the 50s. The 1950s? Yes, 1950s. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, 1980? I think they potentially became a thing in the 1800s. This day and age, if you weren't served a slice of cake at a birthday party, I'd imagine you'd be pretty surprised, as birthday cakes are an essential part of how we celebrate today. But where did that come from? Some historians say that we can thank the Greeks, who baked small moon-shaped pies for the lunar goddess Artemis and topped them with a candle to illuminate her beauty as a way of honoring her. Romans gave a special cake baked with wheat flour, olive oil, grated cheese, and honey to men turning 50 years old. But it is the Germans who brought us cakes with candles for each year we've been alive. Originally, it was a basic single-layer cake, as sweet confections were expensive, and before the 18th century, 
still limited primarily to the wealthy. By the Industrial Revolution, commodities like sugar were more readily available and cakes became a staple of celebrating a birthday. And while cakes are very affordable these days, that doesn't mean that the very wealthy don't still spend an abundant amount of money on just the right cake to mark their loved one's birthday. The most expensive cake to date comes in at a whopping $75 million. The extravagant dessert was commissioned by a gentleman in the United Arab Emirates who purchased it for his daughter's birthday. What makes a cake cost that much? It was nearly six feet long, weighed about 1,000 pounds, took 1,100 hours to make, and had $45 million worth of diamonds on it, including a 5.2 carat pink diamond, a 6.4 carat yellow diamond, and 15 5 carat white diamonds. That's a gesture that certainly takes the cake. We've talked about where birthday celebrations come from, how they were originally celebrated, and the cake. But what about birthday presents? I do not know. I'm going to say the late 1800s. 1880? I feel like presents have probably always been around because people like to give. I just Maybe they used to be different things they used to do. Maybe not wrapped in such like they do now. I guess maybe they got tired of sacrificing people on birthdays and were like, here, we'll give these gifts to the people that were born rather than killing them. We're going back to the Greeks and Egyptians on this one. Part of the way these early civilizations would honor their gods was bestowing gifts upon them. Gifts ranged from flowers to handmade trinkets to cakes and, well, yes, occasionally a sacrifice. Thankfully, by the time the Romans had adopted the idea of celebrating birthdays for men and not just gods, the gifts became a little less gruesome. They too gave flowers, cakes, and incense, and wine— but as many cultures adapted much of what the Romans were doing, I'm glad that wine seemed a better gift for dear old dad than a sacrifice. Birthday presents in Europe prior to the Industrial Revolution were things like fruit and honey, coins, needlepoint, books, and other similar surces. As civilizations became more advanced, the more elaborate the gifts became. What about birthday parties? I do not know. <laughs> I'll also say 1950s. 1990? Um, I... I guess maybe like that was something celebrated by the rich. Maybe maybe that was like a 17th century, 18th century thing. Birthday parties. I don't. I guess there's. It's your definition of party because I feel like they might have done some sort of party to begin with anyway. Even in older times, they might have party different ways. We already talked about the balls and banquets held for the nobility and gods, but what about a good old fashioned kid's birthday? Historians largely attribute this to the Germans in the 18th century with their Kinderfest. The day focused on children and was meant, at least in part, to ward off evil spirits. There was a belief that children were particularly vulnerable to evil spirits on their birthdays, and so candles were placed on a cake to drive away the dark, one candle for every year that the child had been alive. The candles originally were lit in the morning and burned all day, with the birthday child blowing them out at the end of the day. The child would make a wish, and the smoke would carry the wish to heaven. Friends and family were invited to these affairs in an attempt to be boisterous and help scare away spirits, as well as to wish the child well in the coming year. This practice spread widely all over Europe and eventually to the United States. Birthday parties in the United States became popular after the Puritan influence waned and Protestants began hosting birthday celebrations for their children in the 19th century. By the 20th century, children had come to expect an annual celebration, complete with cake, gifts, and decorations. 
and any birthday party celebrated after 1893 no doubt includes a chorus of family and friends singing happy birthday to you, which was originally good morning to you and was essentially a song sung to children at the start of the school day. After a small legal tiff, the songwriter, Mildred Hill, received copyright of the song. Today, this song is public domain in the United States and European Union. So you can still sing happy birthday till your heart's content. The happy birthday song has been translated into many different languages. Can you say happy birthday in any other language? Sí, feliz cumpleaños. They have to give me a second on this one. I bite those in Spanish. <laughs> feliz cumpleaños. Uh, yeah, uh, feliz cumpleaños. Uh, yeah, feliz cumpleaños. Coop. I don't know what it is. I, I think, know what you're trying to say. I think it's Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> feliz cumpleaños. Cumpleaños. <laughs> It turns out the answer to this one was kind of with the folks I asked. But even if you didn't speak the language, if you wanted to wish someone in Mexico a happy birthday, you may break open a piñata. Other fun birthday celebrations include pulling on children's ears in Brazil for each year the person has been alive. In parts of Canada, ears are safe, but butter is smeared on the birthday boy or girl's nose. In China, birthday celebrations include a longevity noodle, which is a really long noodle that symbolizes a long and prosperous life. The Irish turn birthdays on their heads, quite literally, by flipping the birthday boy or girl upside down and bumping the top of their head for each year they've been alive, plus one more for good luck. Birthdays may not have originally been celebrated by everyone, but certainly each culture has made the celebrations their own now with special customs. So we know that birthdays have grown and expanded as time has progressed. As you can imagine, that growth comes with a price tag. If you had to guess the net worth of the birthday industry, what would you guess? I don't know, but that's a big number. <laughs> um, I'd say at least a billion. Oh, oh, oh. Warner Brothers bought out the birthday song. So, I know that has to make some money. Um, every year? Mm-hmm. A billion? Seven billion dollars. Hundreds of billions. I'm assuming a lot because they really mark it up. <laughs> I couldn't find an exact number on this, but what I can tell you is it's a big number. In the United States alone, children's birthday parties are worth $38 billion. Even the birthday candle market is worth more than $10 million annually and expected to hit $15 million in the next five years. Candles. Add in birthday cards, presents, and cakes, and, you know, the rest of the world— and it's no doubt an astronomical number. And market trends show that parents showed no sign of dialing it back anytime soon. So as for you, do you celebrate your birthday? And if so, how do you usually celebrate? At home. What do you do? You have a cake? Do you have presents? Do you have friends? Do you, what do you do? All three. Hanging out at home. I do celebrate my birthday. I celebrate it by getting together with my close friend and my family. I don't celebrate my birthday. You do celebrate your birthday. I'm planning something around my birthday. For your birthday. Not for my birthday. It just happens to be around my birthday. <laughs> uh, I usually don't do a whole lot for my birthday. I just like to get a cake and maybe go out to eat.
There are so many ways to celebrate. I just had my 40th birthday at our local minor league baseball team stadium. It was me and 19 of my friends and family cheering on the Columbia Fireflies. We had drinks and ate hot dogs, and they even passed around a foul ball that they all signed for me to remember the night. Whether you like to go big with lots of festivities, or small and quiet with just your family, or somewhere in the middle, I hope that you always have a very happy birthday. And there we have it. It was fun to read all of the different birthday traditions and customs and the history of birthdays. When I do the research, I learn so much more than I'm able to include in these short episodes. And I'm happy to say Welcome to Wonderland has a website launching soon that will be able to include some additional things that didn't make the cut each episode. Be sure to check Facebook and Twitter for an announcement when the site is live. Thank you for joining me on this trip to Wonderland today. And until next time, be safe, be kind, and stay curious. The Welcome to Wonderland podcast is copyrighted by Ami Bland and is a product of Barrett Gruber Entertainment and Media. This podcast is recorded in the Maddie Johnson Podcast Studio at GOT Sound Studio in Columbia, South Carolina. Any thoughts or opinions expressed as part of this production are those of the host unless otherwise indicated. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Please like, follow, and share this podcast. Find us on Facebook at Welcome to Wonderland the Podcast and on Twitter at Wonderland underscore pod. To submit corrections, additional information, or requests for episodes, please email the host at welcome to wonderlandthepod at gmail.com. Also, if you're still listening, until now, I have been saying that email address incorrectly. So if you have sent any kind of uh, corrections or um, requests for episodes, if you would do me a favor and just send that back to me again at the right email address, welcome to wonderlandthepod at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Welcome to Wonderland as part of the GOT Podcast Network and a product of Barrett Gruber Entertainment and Media.